You're listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing, the podcast about podcasting. On this show, we talk about how to turn your passion into a podcast that can earn money, fill up your sales funnel, and help you gain super duper confidence along the way. I'm your host, Emily Milling, podcaster, marketer, producer, and lover of all things podcasting. Welcome to another episode of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. I am your host, Emily Milling, and today I'm here with the coolest introvert cat of all time, Julie Greenham. Julie Greenham is the host of the Quiet Powerhouse Podcast, an introverted entrepreneur and business mindfulness coach who helps her listeners and clients discover how introversion can be a superpower if you tune into it and allow it to guide you. Julie coaches clients one-on-one and through a group program called The Mindful entrepreneur membership. Julie, hi, how are you? Tell us everything. Hi, what's up? Emily, hi. Oh my goodness. I think that is the coolest introduction and I might just add it to my website and all my bios. The coolest (laughs) introvert cat. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like throwing in cool cat wherever I possibly can. Possibly I was a beatnik in a previous life? I don't know. We'll never know. I should find a psychic to find out. But Julie, you're here today to talk to us about content creation for introverted business owners and how you do it and all of that fun stuff. So podcasting, like you have a podcast. I know because I I edit it for you. Tell me about your journey to podcasting because like it's not the first medium I would think of when I think about introversion. So like what the heck? Yes. Actually, a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that. My best modality is actually podcasting. I just love, I don't know if you've noticed that before, but many introverts, and you'll see it now, well, the listeners can't see, but we see each <laughs> other because we're on video. But I don't talk a lot when I, I don't look in people's eyes when I speak, I tend to sort of look all over and because it's make, making me go with my train of thought. So podcasting is awesome for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that really introverts are really great at, they really love the, the intimate one-on-one conversation. So I just love that experience that we're creating between the host and, and the listeners. And so, yeah, I, I absolutely love podcasting. It's one of, it's one, my favorite thing in business for sure. Oh, it's my favorite thing in business too. Go figure. <laughs> and I loved it, Emily. I loved it before I started working with you. And now I loved it like a thousand percent more because you make the whole thing so much, so much easier. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I mean, I love listening to your show because so much of it resonates with me. And I always tell people like, I'm fairly certain that I am an introvert because if it like, Like after our call today, I have two more scheduled back to back. I don't know how I did that, but like, I know I'm going to need time off after we talk. And I am now in a position where I'm like, I have to be on again for two more people for another half hour after this. So I don't think I'm an extrovert. I think I'm an introvert. And a lot of people think that I'm an extrovert because I have far too much energy. I think that really just comes from the ADHD side of things and the, like the love of performance and being on stage, which just doesn't really match well with introversion, what our general perception is. So like, demystify that for me for a second here. What, like, what is the actual trait of an introvert? And like, how do you know? Because you've also referred to me as an ambivert, possibly. Yes. What's oh, that about? Yes, that's an introvert in disguise. <laughs> C'est moi. <laughs> Before actually, Emily, you started editing my podcast, I interviewed a an actor, 
I, I've, cause I found it so fascinating because you don't think of introverts being, you know, on stage and, and mm-hmm. taking sort of another persona. But after speaking with her, I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. Of course. Actually, there's something like 60% of, of actors who are introverts. So I think Simon Sinek described it the best. He's like, an introvert and an extrovert wake up in the morning. The introvert has five coins and they go about their day interacting with people. Every time they interact and give their energy out, they give a coin away. And so at the end, they're depleted of their energy. They need to recharge by themselves. And the extrovert wakes up with no coins and walks around and communicates with people and reaches out and connects with others and they gain a coin each time. And so at the mm-hmm. end, they feel like that's what recharges extroverts. And so mm-hmm. with us, we love to recharge by ourselves. We love yeah. to have that quiet time. Yeah. Yes. Drinking wine alone is honestly the best thing ever. (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about your coaching business. Like it grew out of a need to stop running a business the way that you thought you should instead of a way that felt good to you. So tell me about what that means. I think a lot of us introvert or not, when we get into entrepreneurship, we start to follow the big gurus out there that tell you that in order to achieve success or to really uh, focus in on your marketing, you need to have this formula and you need to do this and you need to show up on video. And for introverts, showing up on video is super scary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but a lot of people think that they have to, a lot of introverts think that they have to take on a different persona and be outgoing and bubbly. And that's what I mean when I when I say that is that because people are showing up inauthentically. And I think as you know, Emily, anytime we show up not being who we truly are, we just disconnect from the people who are most important, which is our ideal clients. So there is ways for introverts to find their own energy, to find out their strengths and to work on skills. Because I think a lot of introverts too don't believe that they can run a business or they're they're terrible at leadership or, you know, because it's a new world. So I think that any kind of skill that they want to acquire can just be learned. So your coaching business then, like it started because I'm trying to get the timeline right. Like you had another French tutoring business and then the coaching business. So what what happened there? Was this born out of doing something in your tutoring business that you were like, screw this, I'm done, I'm out? How did that happen? (laughs) I loved, I loved teaching French. I'll be honest, I got into it because someone asked me to teach them French and I thought, you know, I, that's my first language and that's easy for me, but I never felt a deep connection to it because I myself have never really had to learn another language. So I connected with them through the confidence piece. My clients were looking to have more confidence in order to speak when they traveled. And at the time I was learning about mindfulness and I was starting to meditate and I noticed a huge shift in the way that I showed up in my business, the way that I self-advocated for myself the way I didn't compare myself so much to others. And I thought, hmm, what if I combine mindfulness in French? So I started doing that with my young kids, with Mm -hmm. the kids in school. I started doing that with the adults and they had incredible results. And plus they felt so confident. You know, they, they took the, they had the courage to speak to others. And anyways, they would come back from their trips or they would have amazing grades and feel so proud of themselves. So I thought, this is what I really want to be doing. I was getting a bit resentful of the French because 
it's, you know, it's very structured and, and I wanted to dive into deeper with, with people. And I really wanted to motivate and inspire them. So I thought might as well speak about my own journey of being an introvert and discovering mindfulness. So in this whole transition, what would you say was like the breaking point, the point where you were like, I'm done, I got to get out of this other type of business that I've been working on. And I got to get into really truly coaching entrepreneurs through through their introversion and and gaining confidence. What was that moment? How did that happen? I know that moment. It was a big, yeah, it was a big aha. Earlier, we were talking about gurus. I was at an Amy Porterfield event in San Diego, and I was sitting there at a table and everybody was women, mostly introvert, and they were talking about how uncomfortable they felt in such a big surrounding, and um, they started talking about their fears. And then I just naturally started coaching them or sharing what I've been doing, just simple things as, you know, just before coming downstairs and seeing 200, 300 people in a room, what are the steps that I did in order to own my power and be confident and feel like I belong here in this room with other people. And so it really resonated with them. And then they actually continued talking about it, even going to the washroom for the breaks and on lunch. And and then they wanted to connect with me. And then I was just on the plane back from Toronto and I had my journal with me and I just started writing all the ways that people could do this. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is what I want to do. Wow. Yeah. And it really light me up. And still now I sort of have shivers, you know, when I talk about it. But yeah, nothing like that ever happened to me before. I was, I loved French. I loved teaching it. I love the people who I connected with, but I was never really passionate about it. Yeah. And it's so hard to be working on a business that you're not passionate about and you start to get resentful and you start to just clam up and hide away. And then you get more like referrals because you do great work, but you really hate it. And then your referrals start to hate you. And then it's just a downward spiral. I'm not talking about my own business. Not at all. I might be. I might be because I was in the same place. I was in the wrong place entirely. I was doing websites like years ago. And by years ago, I mean a year and a half ago. But yeah, the switch over to podcasting is the same kind of thing. And like the true passion for me really lies in helping people with the strategy and helping people to, you know, earn revenue from the content they're creating and the content marketing pieces. I just, I really love content marketing generally because it, it bridges that gap between my creative performing side and filmmaking side. And then also the business love of things. So I love, yes. I love that you have such a, such a definitive moment in your life that says like, this is who you are, what you love. Thank you. Can I say, Emily, too, that I love how, because you do some group uh, group coaching with, not grope. Grope coaching. Here's how to groping. (laughs) You do some group coaching with us every month and you do infuse like that acting side of you. You, you infuse it. And it's, it's, it's so neat to learn that way because you bring a totally different perspective. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad it's helpful. I'm like, what are what are skills I have? What can I help people with? I don't know. Here they are. Take them. Take them and run with them. But I think I think they're kind of helping. And it's just really exciting to see how your work can kind of come into people's lives and be so transformative. And I'm going to bring the focus back to you. Okay? That's happening. That's happening right <laughs> now. So I'm going to ask you this. Okay. As an introvert, putting yourself out there is so freaking incredibly difficult. But you decided to start a podcast as part of your content marketing strategy, which is like arguably one of the more challenging ways to market your business, like let alone being an introvert. So why is it important for you to incorporate podcasting into your strategy? That's a good question. I feel like that's really where 
I shine as as an introvert. Like I, I mentioned earlier that the audio is my big modality. I love to communicate that way. So I feel like just the joy of, of podcasting brings it out in into my episode. But I also I love to offer and you've helped you've helped with that, Emily, is to offer, you know, some content or freebie at the end or or direct them to something that could be useful to them, sort of meet them where they're at in their needs, but also to relate it back to our goals as well right? And you know all this, but this is something that I didn't I didn't do before is I would just sort of randomly think of topics or have people on the podcast that didn't relate to what I really wanted, what my goals were for the podcast. So for me is to grow my audience. And what is my audience really struggling with? So it's usually a lot of mindset stuff. So I also love to reach out to other people in in my industry. I know a lot of people think, and I've had this this talk with many people this week, is that, oh, you know, I don't want to reach out to this person on Instagram or this person on LinkedIn because they do the same thing as me. Nobody does it the same way as you. That's just impossible. And I love to connect with other people in my industry because, again, you know, they have little niches and they have specific things that could help my audience. And also, it's equally great because it shines the light on them. And so I love to align myself and connect with people who are in the same industry, but do things different, you know, marketing or Pinterest or LinkedIn. I'm all about mindfulness. So I found that that's really helped to grow the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it just really helps to boost your expertise and your brand authority. So then when you started working on the podcast, when you launched and everything, what was the plan going into it? When I launched the podcast, I did not have your help. So I... So my my ways of doing things and my method and st- well actually there was no strategy there was no method I just started doing it because I loved it I I love the that intimate connection but then when I started working with you I started being way more strategic about doing things and um, in any kind of tricky way or anything it's just really you know you have a goal it's same as any other goals that we have in our business we don't create content just to create content we create content that connects with our audience and where they're at in order to lead them to sort of the next step of working with you. So being aligned with and having a good strategy, I found is what helped the most. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I... I, when I started my podcast too, I kind of went into it with like, I, I'm not entirely sure what I'm building right now. So there really wasn't a lot of strategy behind it. It was just like, I know I want to have a podcast and I want to make sure that I'm batch recording. And then I, I think I want to have a podcast course at some point. So maybe I'll start incorporating more guests that are kind of like that. And then it grew and built up from there. But I think especially for people who are, who tend towards introversion and uh, like, I'll just call myself an introvert, like an introvert like me, it was so helpful to just get the practice in, even though I had no clue where it was going to take me. It was like, this is something I know I love doing that I want to do more of. And I want to connect with people on some capacity. So I'm going to, I'm going to launch it. I'm going to see what happens and take it from there. And I think there's a lot of value in just friggin' going for it, even without a big strategy behind it. Like 
yeah, sometimes you want to have massive strategy behind big launches and stuff, but also sometimes you just want to try things out and see if it is the right thing for you. So yeah, that is such a good mindset, Emily. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think we should, I think a lot of us in, in introverts, especially tend to be really big on, on perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And so it stops them from even starting because not all the ducks are in a row, but the ducks become being in a row when you start and you plunge in and, and to give ourselves that grace of it's not that great and it's going to get better yeah. and just to continue. Do you find like a lot of the clients that you work with have have to work through that? Is that a big challenge that they have? Yeah. Yes. Perfectionism is perfectionism and, and comparison to others is probably one of the top three. Absolutely. How, how would you coach someone through that feeling of like comparing with some other creator? Like you, re- you referenced Amy Porterfield earlier and a lot of people that I talk to are like, well, Amy Porterfield does this, Amy Porterfield does that. And I'm like, well, she's got 50 people working for her. So you got me. I can do the work of 25, maybe. I don't know. But how do you, how do you coach people through that so that they can kind of get past that feeling of like, if it's not amazing and exactly like somebody else that I admire, it's not going to be good. I'm not going to put it out there. Perfectionism and and procrastination are, are two things that I love to talk about because for me, what scares me is someone pointing out to me that when I'm taking my time and in, in or is all the grammar okay? Is that Canva post really? Oh, maybe it should be just a shade lighter. Just all of these things. How much time do I spend on that? And how much time is wasted? Look at all the other things that I'm not doing, all the other money generating things that I'm supposed to do in my business. Because usually when we tend to try and fix and tweak and spend our time on are not uh, revenue generating things that bring, <laughs> that bring us more into our business. So that for me is really scary because I'm doing this thing with just a very small team, but still. And so that's why, you know, just have it be like, be work, just 80% okay. And just put it out there. Yeah. And that's, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good doing that. Cause I still sometimes have those perfectionist tendencies come up. Yeah but I have to. Yeah. I try to keep the perfectionist tendencies just for client work, to be honest, because I'm like, well, they're paying me. I can spend extra time on this thing. But then like, I know I have to catch myself when I go deep into the weeds of like fine tuning little things just for my own stuff. Cause I'm like, look, is anyone going to go back in time on all of my Instagram and like, look at exactly how I positioned a thing this one time or in my stories or whatever it is. No, most likely people will forget what it is a second later, not even five seconds. We are in the age of goldfishism. It's so fun, but also like, (laughs) yeah, there's just a lot. So I guess it's so true. You, you raise such a good point because if you think about it, when you look at something that you've just finished and you think it's perfect and you spent so much time, you're going to show it to someone else and you're going to say, yeah, I changed this because this wasn't that great. And here, and they go, I don't see that at all. Yeah. Like they'll see completely something different. So exactly, exactly. And it's like, you just, you know how they say like, choose your battles. You got to choose your battles with yourself. What things, yes. like you said, are actually going to make a difference in revenue generating activities in your business or your content or your podcast, whatever, and choose those things. And if you have time later, I like to put it on a list called the nice to haves. If I get to it, that's great. If I don't, that's great. You know, (laughs) 
It's still okay. Yeah. Yeah, What do you need to do now? There's always stuff to do. That's the thing. It never ends. Mm -hmm. And the perfectionism is we're putting this level on ourselves that doesn't even exist. The perfectionism level level does not exist in our life. Yeah. But yet we put so much pressure on us on ourselves. I know. Alas and alack. I wish it weren't the case. Well, look, everyone listening, Julie and I are here to tell you that you're perfect just the way you are. And we love you. You're so good. Okay. I want to know what are some of the other ways that you use content marketing to promote your coaching business and your membership that you think other introverts listening need to know about? Because I know I had a really supreme like aha moment when I listened to your episode about Pinterest and now I'm all over it. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm like barely on Instagram anymore because I'm like, oh, it's just too much. But like, so now you're over on Pinterest. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, what would, sorry, I'll reframe the question because I kind of like ran, rambled in there. What, so what are some of the ways you use content marketing to promote your coaching business and your membership that other introverts, introverts, introverts need to know about? <laughs> we are on. That's the thing. Nobody, the extroverts don't know that, but we are on all the time, thinking, seeing everything. Yeah. So that's a perfect word. <laughs> yes. I use a lot of, well, email is really big for me to share my communication. So it all relates back to again, an amazing freebie. I also, when I started off, I showed up on one platform. Mm -hmm. So it was only Facebook. And then I learned how to repurpose my content. So, you know, during a week, uh, I sit down every Sunday and sort of look at my posts. And then I just distribute the same post, but on different days or different weeks or the following week on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. And now what I wanted to do too, I didn't share that with you, but I'm, I want to turn my, my podcast into uh, YouTube's mm. YouTube channel as well. So YouTube videos. So that I'm just always finding constant ways of repurposing without having it take not a lot of time. So your YouTube channel, is it going to be like you on camera? Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. Oh, very exciting. I like this. I was going to say, because you can turn your old episodes into just like little videos that you can throw up on YouTube through Headliner and it does it automatically. Yeah. I think, I think you had a podcast that you shared that in. Did I? You had that podcast, like sharing all the different ways to repurpose your content. That was really useful and insightful. Well, thank you. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you do so much amazing content, Emily. You don't even know what it's, you have anymore. It's the goldfish thing. I'm just like, I'm out. Once it's out in the world, I'm like, I'm done. It's over. I'm glad it's helpful. <laughs> What's next? Oh my God. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's really cool. I'm excited about that. Okay. Now I need to come back to what we were talking about because I want to leave in the stuff about the video things, but then I just <laughs> sidebarring. Okay. So I want to ask you about, you, you were talking about freebies and I know you have a super freaking cool freebie for our listeners today to help them prep to be a guest on another podcast because it's like a little nerve wracking. So can you tell us about it and where they can find it? Yes. So I find that this is what, um, this is what I hear the most great feedback from people who are guests on the podcast is that originally when they, cause they get to choose, the guests get to choose their own time when they want to record. And so in their confirmation email, I have this PDF that says who my dem- demographic listeners are, how is the flow of our episode, all the tech stuff. And I find that especially with introverts, they like to be organized. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it just makes them feel like it, at peace. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like they just know they can prepare. And so I'm super excited about it. Your listeners can grab the link in the show notes. Amazing. I'm going to put that link in there. It's going to be available for you to download because Julie is a jam. Julie a jam. Okay. Tell us, where can people find out about you if they want to learn more about the Mindful Entrepreneur membership or how to work with you one-on-one? Yes, they can go to my website, juliegreenham.com under work with me. So the doors to the Mindful Entrepreneur membership will open really shortly so they can go there and put themselves on the waiting list and they actually do get uh, a great meditation that they can do two minutes. So even though you're used to meditating or you're just new at it, you could do it two minutes a day. I'm not, I got to sign up for that wait list. That sounds great. I'm into <laughs> it. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Julie, do you have any final words of wisdom you'd like to impart upon our dear listeners today? The ones that are feeling like, gosh, I really want to have a podcast, but I feel like I'm just a little too shy. I feel like I don't want to put myself out there. Uh, I wish I had Julie's pizzazz. What would you say to those people? How do you give people your pizzazz? I, in my French business, I often tried to be someone else. I've often tried to show up knowing, you know, I was supposed to know everything and I wasn't really vulnerable and I wasn't really sharing of that. I also have struggles sometimes, you know, speaking French and living in an English community. So ever since I've started coaching, I found that vulnerability has been my biggest connector to people and my biggest audience. So any introverts out there, extroverts too, but if you're just trying to be, if you're showing up to your people, people being completely different than who you are behind the scenes, people feel that there's a vibe. So vulnerability would be my biggest, my biggest suggestion. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Just lay it all out there. Look, I think it's a, it's a really great practice and it's something that I definitely live by as well, because the more that you're able to share your experiences and be open to letting it kind of feel uncomfortable, the more you're giving other people an opportunity to be like, oh yeah, I'm experiencing this too. And, and I don't want to experience it and I want to make a change and I want to make it better. So I love that wonderful wonderful way to live your life. Okay. And did you mention your Instagram handle? I did not. Okay. Uh, you can find me at I am Julie Greenham. Okay. Instagram. And your podcast is the quiet powerhouse podcast. The second, the second best after the ultimate creative. Oh, no, you're too <laughs> kind. I think, I think we're battling each other in the charts. <laughs> yes. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts as per usual, Cause we make sure everyone's podcasts go everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to link to all of that in the show notes. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing your super cool tips for our dear entrepreneur introvert listeners today. And And I hope you have a marvelous day. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Emily. Thanks for listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing. If you enjoyed this show and found some value in it, it would mean so much to me if you left a written review and star rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find this show. And if you're looking for a podcast production team, look no further, darlings. We've got you covered. Head on over to theultimatecreative.com slash podcasting. You can also find us over on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative. <laughs>